Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the B-A-Q-A. Hey, the B-A-Q-A. What you say? The B-A-Q-A. If you have questions, we have some answers. Now, we're not your mama. We're not your cousin. We probably know more than her. But we're certainly not your attorney or your financial Mm -hmm. advisor. But we're two smart brown girls who have, you know, just a little knowledge in this whole personal finance career business thing. And we're here to assist however possible. So, if you want to ask us a question, go to um, uh, brownambitionpodcast.com, click ask us anything, or any of our social medias, you can just DM DM us questions about business, career, and personal finance, and we got you. We got y'all. I am so excited about today's questions. I feel like Tiffany is like rolling her shoulders back, and she is ready to tackle one in particular. I'm scared. And if you guys... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. As Tiff said, brownambitionpodcast.com or hit us up at brownambitionpodcast on IG with your questions. But let's get on into it. Let's not waste another second. Our first question comes from IG from listener Corinne, who says, hey, BA fam, I am currently in a challenge with some financial influencers. They are dropping all kinds of knowledge and it's exciting while also overwhelming. I want to soak up all the knowledge. They're talking about a mentorship that sounds like it will be tens of thousands of dollars. My first question is, are mentorships worth the price? And number two, like I said, they're giving so much info to gain on how to gain new revenue streams, multiply your money, etc. But much of what they're talking about is taking out a loan or a credit card to fund another loan or credit card and create this snowball effect. My credit is fair because of previously living off of credit cards when I was first starting out in late payments from my husband being laid off during COVID. Do I focus on just repairing my credit score before I start to follow their strategies? Thanks. I love your show. I just started listening in the last few months and I've gone back through the older podcast because you guys are great. Thanks, Corinne. Hey, Corinne. Listen, I never heard of an opposite debt snowball. This is, is this, the, this is more like a debt shovel. You just take the shovel and you scoop out the snow and you bury yourself in it? Is that what this is happening here? Here's the thing, Corinne. This makes me a little uncomfortable because I know some folks who participate in this. And you're right. They are gearing up to a mentorship program that's tens of thousands of dollars. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We started off friends. Okay. Here's the thing, Corinne. Are mentorship programs worth the price? Some of them are. Y'all know I got mymentortiffany.com. It's 10 bucks a month. Honestly, I just pour in whenever I feel like pouring in. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's for people who are in business. Certainly, it's probably not as intense as this one because it's 10 bucks a month. But the thing is, there is a shift happening, happening in black and brown finance that makes me a little uncomfortable. So I follow 
And I suggest, you know, anyone who's like interested to follow this YouTube channel called Coffeezilla. It's this young guy and he tracks and follows scam artists, digital scam artists, you know, like these, um, and exposes them. And so for like the last, I would say at least five or six years, I've just been watching his videos and just watching. And then what I started to notice a few years ago is because he most, because he's a white man himself, um, many of the people that he tracks, almost all of them are white as well, you know, because affinity. But what I started to notice is some of the tricks that I would watch that were happening in that community to start it to filter over to the black and brown community. It's almost like we were getting it delayed. It's like if you're down South and you get like, you know, hip hop late, you know, because well, this is back in the day before all streaming and everything else, but you know, like New York gets stuff first because it's produced here. So I started to notice that and I realized, aha, uh-huh, that it's like a lot of the, and I'm not going to say scam, but a lot of the Mm, unreputable ways to do business, you know, because it, 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 it is profitable for the person to do business in that way. Now, here's what I will say, cause I'm not going to speak on, you know, um, whether or not this is a scam or not, but I will say this is that a lot of people teach folks how to have a business, but the only way they're making mo- money is teaching you how to have a business. Does that make sense? Meaning like I'm mentoring, like I'm doing like, like I said, 10 bucks a month, but I've had a business for 14 years that has grossed over $30 million. And so I feel very comfortable mentoring in business. And even then, you know, it's light because I'm still in the head, in the, in the throes of my business, but I feel comfortable teaching from a place of like, my business is not the mentoring program. That's not where I'm making like not even a quarter of, of my income. It's from the actual business. And so I look, when I'm looking for, if it was me, I'm looking for a mentorship program. I'm wanting to know that prior to this, where was your income coming from in mass? Because if it's upselling me, then how can you teach me how to have a business outside of this loop that you've created? Because what I have seen is a lot of folks who are teaching this a mentorship kind of like play, they too have then paid someone else a lot of money for mentorship play. So it's it's almost like there's a loop happening, but where's the actual business acumen coming from? You know, and any business that requires you to take out a loan or or credit card, it's especially because there are some businesses that you are going to need funding for, but uh, to, to lean in to taking out a credit card, and I'm not saying that there are businesses that have done that, but it makes me a little bit nervous that that is the core financial foundation that they're suggesting to start a business, if that makes sense. Um, and so I just would be very, very, very mindful because one you, it's going to be thousands of dollars, maybe even tens of thousands. I mean, I've heard of some of these mentorship programs being $50,000 for the year. So it's going to be, I promise you, that's what they're gearing up for. So that's one. Two, on top of the 10, 20, 35, whatever they're going to ask you for, you're going to, they're going to have you take out a loan or credit card to fund your business. So you're going to have debt on top of debt before you've even started. That makes me really nervous, especially because you have, it sounds like you, you know, you have some personal financial things that you are slowly but surely um, I'm working toward. And so I just, like I said, I, it feels uncomfortable because I know some of the folks that are doing this and I'm just like, I'm not here to drag them or dog them or whatever, but I am here to protect you and say, you know, I want you to use discernment 
and that I like to see if I can make it work with the free stuff you give me, then potentially I will potentially um, be open to investing further. Like if you look at Mandy and what she's done, she gives a lot of free information away and you're like, oh, wow, this was really helpful. And so is it worth, you know, could potentially will I make my money back if I invest with working, you know, with Mandy's money makers? Same thing with me, you know, like, is it, will I make my money back if I invest with the Literature Academy, if I invest my money, you know, with, with um, my mentor, Tiffany? So I just, I just say to be mindful and a business that requires you to take out an extraordinary amount of debt, risky debt at that. It's just, it just doesn't sit well with me. And I just hate that, that this trend is coming to our community, but anybody who's wanting, go ahead and listen to like watch CoffeeZilla. I, I, I probably tune in maybe like once a quarter just to see like, what are the new scams so I can keep my eyes open. Um, so I don't partner with folks who are not in alignment with how I want to navigate within this community. Yeah, it's like a fine line between a scam and just something that's not the right fit for someone sometimes or just like the like a program finding the person who maybe wants it to be something that it's not. Yeah. Like and I'm like sometimes I think it's on us as influencers and educators to really be honest and forthcoming about exactly what people can expect before they spend their money. And so often these these services and products are not refundable. And yeah. I think it takes so much trust. And if you're someone who's who's new to you, like you've found this program or this person's challenge or their webinar or whatnot, and then you've taken it and you enjoyed yourself and they're selling you something at the end, like there's no knock to that hustle at all. That's how a lot of us make our money. But I would allow yourself as much time as possible to get to know that person and get to know their background. And like Tiffany said, like ask those questions you're selling me this strategy or this program, but what have you built and what are your credentials and, or not credentials, but you know, what is the proof of your concept? What is the proof of what it is that you're selling me that this will actually add? Are there testimonials? You know, do they seem like they're legit? Can I find not just how many followers they have, followers can be bought, but can I find real people? Can you even reach out to folks who've gone through it and get their feedback? You know, did they think it was just a lot of money to invest? And I worry too about the time that we're in. I feel like these programs do better during times of economic uncertainty and especially in like our communities because I feel like they target this desperation and this need to like get ahead or to, you know, quickly make money to make up for a lack. And that's where it gets to be, I think, like can be predatory and like nefarious. And I think we do have to protect yourselves, protect ourselves. And I'm glad that you wrote us in a question about this. I would say give like more time before I'm coming out of pocket thousands of dollars. I'm going to know everything but your blood type. You know, yep. I want to Because here's the thing. If, it's a, if something is good, it's going to be good. People ask me that all the time. Oh, Tiffany, should I do like the Tulsa around. real estate fund? And I told everybody, I don't know, but I know this. I don't have to rush it. I don't mind being on the B team when it comes to investing in something. And also, too, I, I like Mandy's in, in business. Now, Mandy, have you paid tens of thousands of dollars for mentorship? Absolutely not. Exactly. And I have not. So now I I have a business coach now that I certainly paid a lot of money to, but that was after I was 13 years into the business. And so I say all that to say too, you don't have to typically spend a ton. Now, sometimes spending certainly will help to expedite the process. And I'm not saying that this is a scam. What I am saying is that I just want you to know that there are tools and resources out there that 
you know, might be less expensive. You can dip your baby toe in, you know, and also too, sometimes even free. Um, that before I invested a ton of money, I would be invest a ton of sweat equity, a ton of time and sweat, sweat equity in as much low cost free things as I could before I invested a ton of money into into like a, a masterminding or, you know, or, 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 or anything like that. I promise you just because, you know, I wouldn't have been ready year one, year two in business, you know, to, to put $30,000, $10,000, $20,000. It would have been a loss of money. And I've lost money like that, you know? And so I'm just like, yeah, just, just be careful and tell everybody be careful because this, the, the financial industry for black and brown spaces, it's really making me sad these days because there are folks who I wouldn't have thought are doing things that are not, illegal, but not really aligned with how I've normally known them to operate. And so it just makes me like a little bit sad. And you're just going to have to practice more discernment to not get caught up in the hype because a lot of people are being wealth are getting wealthy off of offering advice about the advice, not the thing itself. You know what I mean? Like a business about how to start a business. And I'm like, well, what's your actual business? What did you do before Imagine this? Did if you I had a- tried to be a career coach 15 years ago. Exactly. Literally. But Mandy's is a career coach career. now because she has all of this experience. Like, you know, yeah. so now she can do this, you know, over 10 years of experience of like actually doing what she's coaching to. And so, yeah, child, yeah. like I said, I be knowing half them. And I'm like, child, That's you just good. started last week. We- <laughs> you got to set them straight. I know. No, I think your gut was telling you to ask ask a friend. I'm glad that we were your friends that you asked, you know, ask someone. And if your gut is telling you, man, I'm not, I don't trust this enough yet. Just follow your gut until you do have enough trust to then invest that much money. And if they're asking you for that kind of price tag, I'm saying they owe you a Q&A phone call. Ciao. I do free Q&As for all my, <laughs> all my program participants <laughs> because I'm like, I'm asking you to spend money. The least I can do is talk to you beforehand. Well, thank you, Corinne, for your question. And good yeah. luck out there, y'all. Stay woke. Check yes. out Cafe. Was it CoffeeZilla? <laughs> yes, CoffeeZilla. Mm-hmm. CoffeeZilla. All right. Let's take a quick breaky break and we'll be right back with more BA Q&A. Hey, VA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show 
will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash brown ambition. Just go to indeed.com slash brown ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash brown ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire, you need Indeed. All right, BA fam, we are back with our last question of the day. We're going to take it to an anonymous listener from IG who says, hey, hey, y'all, I'm a big fan of y'all's podcast. I am an IT lead at my new job, and previously I was an infrastructure engineer. I'm thinking about taking up a graveyard shift engineer role to earn more as well as to keep my technical skills alive, since as a lead, I haven't been doing much of that. The issue is, since my resume states my current role as an IT lead, I feel like I'm not getting much traction with recruiters. How would you advise that I state my experience slash work at history on my resume? Appreciate the help. Thank and love you guys. Okay. So as an IT lead, you know, branding is everything. Mm-hmm. And especially for the op. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's some free advice. I'll tell you that for free. No thousands <laughs> of dollars needed. <laughs> And the way that you brand yourself, especially on your resume, but even more on LinkedIn, is super important to be sure, like you said, you're getting that traction with recruiters. So I would take the fact that it's been crickets on the recruiter front and say, okay, maybe my title itself is not doing my work product justice. And you can add, you can, you can add more language around your title to show like the technical skills that you have. But I would beef up everything underneath your job title to show your technical skills. Yeah, having, especially on a technical resume or on LinkedIn, have a special skills section where you list out whatever software you're, you know, you're expert in or whatever tools you're, you constantly use, because I promise you recruiters are just going to be scanning quickly. Like my client works in this software, we just want to be sure, you know, or my company works in this software, we want to be sure that this person is, is proficient in that. So have a skills box, make sure that you are not just describing the technical skills that you have, but how you've used them to drive like your business impact. And if it, yeah, and just making sure that you're not hiding all that information, because it could be that one one recruiter sees IT lead and isn't thinking that they have all the experience that you have, because maybe in their experience, an IT lead isn't doing all that technical stuff. So you have to like, help them form a really clear picture of what you've done and what the impact has done, and make sure that that brand is strong. So they know exactly where to go for their amazing roles. Hmm. Honestly, what Mandy said, that's that's great. Like if I was hiring, you're right. Sometimes there are certain titles. I don't know what that means, but listing exactly what what skill sets that you have. Because I've definitely gotten misled, if you will, Um, because someone's had a title and I'm like, oh, okay. And then they're like, oh, I don't know how to use that. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, I don't know how to use that. So it just would have behooved me to ask those specific things. So having that listed, like, oh, I can use Excel and this and that and Canva and, and you know, Facebook ads or whatever it is I was looking for at that time. Um, yeah, having that clearly listed allows the employers to to get really clear on these are the, these are the specific skills we need. This person has it, even if it doesn't typically align with the title, the job title of what they had before. So, yeah, good luck to you. Feel like maybe you were getting more. Tr- yeah, I feel like if he was maybe getting more traction when he had engineer in the title of his job description. And I wonder, sometimes I've had clients who like, sometimes at companies that are older, or even like academic institutions or government agencies, they have just old crusty titles, and they're not really keeping up with the title in the marketplace today. So that's something maybe you could even ask for, you know, 
negotiate going into your next role or the one that you have is a title change that would better position you. Like it's just maybe people are calling instead of IT lead, they're calling it something else. And you can have, you know, a title that would attract the kind of job that you're wanting right now. But think really clearly, like, when I when I craft my LinkedIn or when I was crafting my resume in my career, I, I wasn't thinking about the job I had. I was always thinking, like, what's going to impress my next opportunity? Like, what's going to impress the person who who has my next opportunity and make them want to, you know, have a conversation with me? Um, and yeah, I think people are not thinking that far ahead. So that's what I will say. Ooh, you are so you, smart, Mandra. That's why we'd be leaning into you, career coach. <laughs> 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 if you have questions, um, definitely ask us at uh, brownambitionpodcast.com um, and click click ask us anything. You know, you can send a message via Insta. We'd love to answer your business, career, entrepreneurship, finance questions. It's our fave thing. Oh, before we go, don't forget July 28th, it is recession day and we're doing something dun, dun, dun. special to not celebrate, but to acknowledge Recession Day. Um, recession Day is just the day that we will know officially, officially, if we have entered into a recession as the United States of America, because that means we'll have two consecutive quarters, so six months of economic downturn, basically. And so Mandy and I are committed to being here for you on Recession Day. So on that 28th, we will be going live via our YouTube channel. So just type in Brown Ambition on YouTube. Go follow it now so you don't miss out. And um, if you stalk our socials, we're going to tell you exactly what time. If you're on our our newsletter, which you ought to be, go to brownambitionpodcast.com to sign up for our newsletter and we'll let you know and give you a direct link. Yeah, you can join us for Recession Day. So we can tell you, are we in a recession? What to do if we are? What to do if we're not? You know, what we're doing to prepare, what you can do to we prepare. Need to put like a question mark at the end of that title. Like recession day? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Under the recession day? YouTube live. <laughs> I'll tell you whether to cry or to celebrate. We'll see y'all next week. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, BA fam. We could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition Podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.